Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
to stay here more than you need to make up your mind and I know what you mean you wish you could try but it's not a big leap it's part of your life no need to be scared you're thinking too much I can relate and I know what you're feeling you
כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח, רק יגיע קשת, כולנו חברים. כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח, הוא כבר רוצה להגיע, מחכה לחברים.
Kishet 
JM in the AM. Arie Kunstler and Modani. Derech Achim before that with OG Shama. You heard Meraki done by Simcha Liner. Yehuda Green's Hashivei. Nuve Ahafto is Milech Cohen. Time to come home. Sam Glazer off of Second Impressions. Machar done by Mordechai Shapiro. Masach Hashem is our Monday morning theme song. From uh, Mayor Sherman and, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Monday on this August 2nd, day 24 in the month of Menachem Av. The year is 5781. Tufshin Pei Aleph, 63 degrees, 82% humidity. Windsor West at 6 miles per hour. Mostly sunny with a high temperature of 83. Then tonight, passing clouds and a low of 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 81 degrees. You shall I am right now at 92 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Missora, they're at 56 degrees. We're at 63 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, yesterday I read the uh, brand new book by Nachman Seltzer. It's called Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. Uh, Rabbi Nachman Seltzer will join me coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. And we will explore this brand new work, which is available to you at artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code RADIO for your um, for your major discount and free shipping. Always use promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. Well, the Israel baseball team is uh, still active in the Olympic Games, although it was a very, very rough Monday for them in Tokyo. Very rough Monday. Um, If they win tomorrow, they're still in it, and they uh, will officially be in the medal round with an opportunity to win some type of medal. But uh, right now, the U.S. team has uh, suffered uh, a number of defeats. Um, and uh, they're simply not performing as well as we hoped they would. That first game, that first game was such a key. And, of course, they lost in uh, 10 innings to uh, South Korea. Uh, they lost again to South Korea, eleven to one. They lost the Mexico game. Oh, that that was the game they won. They won the Mexico game, right? They won the Mexico game and they lost the USA game. Tomorrow, Israel plays the Dominican Republic, and again, if they win, uh, they will be um, they will be advancing. If they lose, they will be out of the Israel of the Olympic baseball competition. That's how it works. So they've lost to the U.S., they've lost twice to South Korea, they beat Mexico, and now they have to play the Dominican Republic, who I would assume are, are a pretty potent team. That's what I would guess. Um, oh, I didn't realize that Israel actually ousted Mexico from the uh, from the Olympic tournament. Once they beat Mexico, Mexico was out. Didn't realize that. Anyway, Monday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up at JM in the AM.
שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה.
young yeshiva boys way back in 65. We were known throughout the city as the bums from the east side. In school we never studied, all we did was laugh and play. No Rebbe ever lasted long, they all just ran away. Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day. Just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say And all we like to do was sit and watch our TV sets we talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets Well, the principal brought the new Rebbe in the first day of the term And he said to him, show discipline, be strong and tough and firm Don't think these youngsters run the school, he said with a big frown by the way, for the next few weeks, I'm going out of town. But this here Rebbe, he was strange. He never lost his cool. He just kept on teaching while we broke all the rules. And though we hadn't even learned a single word all year, it was Pesach time already, and the Rebbe was still here. Rebbe tried to teach us Torah each and every day. Just closed our eyes and ears to everything he'd say. And all we like to do was sit and watch our TV sets. We talk about the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. Monday morning, JM in the AM. Listener Morris uh, suggested we play that song because of the ninth man, because tonight 
is free baseball. It's a Hatsala versus the NYPD in a community baseball game honoring retired Deputy Chief Charles Scholl happening tonight at Maimonides Park in Brooklyn. The opening pitch is at 6.30 p.m. And we're very much looking forward to it. I hope to be there, please God, and see everybody there tonight. Lots of baseball talk these days between Israel baseball. They're still in it. As much as they keep losing, they're still in it. <laughs> they're the only team that's, that keeps losing, but they're still in it uh, in terms of the Olympics. And then uh, on the 8th, which is this Sunday, that's a Jewish Heritage Night. Rosh Chodesh is Jewish Heritage Night at the Brooklyn Cyclones. You can uh, email our good friend Mordechai Torsky, mtorsky at brooklyncyclones.com, mtorsky at brooklyncyclones.com. Yaakov Shweki with Inshallah and Ma'amin. Uh, here at night on a JM in the AM Monday morning. Thanks to those who are commenting on the app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Trucker Yitz says, wow, sweatshirt morning in the Catskills. Good morning, all two weeks left of day camp. Yeah. Hey, Yaakov Arbach, a happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Yaakov Arbach. Um... Listener Morris says that Yehuda Green was on fire last night in Deal, New Jersey, celebrating life with the boys from Mikdash Melech, Jerusalem. What a great night. That's cool. And listener Morris says, please play the ninth man in honor of tonight's hot solid game against NYPD at Maimonides Park in Coney Island. Tickets are free. Join us for a great night out, everybody. Um... Oh, listener Yaakov is listening from the Catskills on his vacation. Nice. Uh, M. Gavant writes, well, we were going to fly to Israel today, couldn't get in, so we're driving to Skokie soon. I guess that's second best. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of frustration for people who uh, want to get into Israel. I get that. Uh, Skokie's not bad. Ken's Diner is Skokie, right? I know some people who ate dinner at Ken's Diner last night. So why not check out uh, Skokie, Illinois? Certainly on the list of second best to Israel. Monday morning on this August the 2nd, day 24 in the month of Menachem Av, the year 5781, 63 degrees, 82% humidity, winds are west at 6 miles per hour, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 83. Then tonight, passing clouds, a low of 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 81 degrees. You shall lie right now at 92. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Kent Missouri enjoying 56 degree weather. And 63 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and AM. Apparently, they broke out color war last night up at Camp Missora. So they're getting ready for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday color war up in Guilford, New York. And we wish the best of luck, of course, to both teams. Got to be fair. We wish the best of luck to both teams from all of us here at the JM and the AM. And we wish the best of luck to the judges as well. Apparently, there's some members of the Siegel family who are on the judges' team up at uh, Kent Masora's Color. So we wish them the best of luck. Later on in this program, we're going to welcome a brand new sponsor. I want to take this opportunity to direct everyone's attention to uh, Gaia Coffee. G A I A Coffee. Gaia Coffee. You can actually go to the website, GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com. Uh, they've got incredible coffees. They have um, uh, they have amazing brew bags. 
which we'll talk about. Um, and we're going to be welcoming them officially to our list of great sponsors of our broadcasting here at the Nahum Siegel Network. So Gaia Coffee, G-A-I-A Coffee.com, G-A-I-A Coffee.com. Check it out. It's fresh roasted coffee delivered right to your door. And it's also available in many, many of our great kosher supermarkets as well. So we'll get to that later on this morning here at JMNAM. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is going to join us. The brand new book is called Reb Getzel. He'll join us about an hour from now. If you haven't purchased the brand new book or if you haven't purchased the brand new Sina Mizrahi Good Food Cookbook or any of the brand new cookbooks or books from Art Scroll, do so now. Go to artscroll.com. Again, go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio for your major discount and your free shipping. Always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Again, the uh, book by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is called Reb Getzel, and the brand new book from Sina Mizrahi is called Good Food. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. It's as simple as that. Oh, and by the way, speaking of our great sponsors, message for Seth Levitt. The A&H dried salami over the weekend, simply incredible. So delicious, so amazing. Thank you for your high-quality, amazing meats at A&H. Seth Levitt gave great advice regarding uh, dried salamis. And we sliced ours up this past weekend, and boy, oh boy, it was delish. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam and the Am. ליצור אמירו שלהם השעה השתיים שלום רב באולפן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. חודש לפתיחת שנת הלימודים, מנכ״ל משרד החינוך, יגאל סלוביק, אומר, סיכמנו עם משרד הבריאות שכבר מסוף השבוע נוכל להתחיל במבצע בדיקות סרולוגיות לכל התלמידים בגילי גן עד כתביו. הדבר הראשון שאנחנו נרצה לעשות הוא לצאת במבצע לאומי של בדיקות סרולוגיות לכמיליון שש מאות תלמידים מגיל גן ועד כיתה ו' נשחרר מאות אלפי ילדים חזרה למעגל הלימודים ללא הצורך בבידוד ולמרכז גם חיים שגרתי, את זה סיכמנו כאן, כאן הבוקר, ואני מאמין שאנחנו כבר לקראת סוף השבוע הבא, או מיד בתחילת השבוע לאחר מכן, נוכל להתחיל במבצע הלאומי הזה. מדבריו בוועדת החינוך של הכנסת הביאה כתבתנו שירמן. גל ההצתות של בתי עסק בצפון, ניסים גיגי, שהעסקים שלו בחצור הגלילית הוצתו בסוף השבוע ככל הנראה על רקע ניסיונות לסחיטת דמי חסות. פרוטקשן קובע אצל יעל דן, אנחנו עוברים טרור. כולם מנסים לצייר את זה, פרוטקשן זה לא פרוטקשן, זה פשוט מלחמה, אנחנו נמצאים בטרור. אני פונה פה לכולם, אנא מכם, תנו לנו רק לחיות. אני רואה פה את הילדים שלי, פעמיים חווים הצתות של עסקים, ועצרות... עוד <עוד> עלות המהלך 300 מיליון שקלים והוא ייכלל בתקציב הקרוב. 
המורה אותם אוקון מתל אביב מואשם באונס תלמידתו בת 13. מדווח כתבנו בתל אביב בן עצר. אחרי שנעצר לפני כשבועיים וחצי, כתב אישום הוגש היום נגד יותם אוקון, מורה בבית ספר יוקרתי בתל אביב. על פי כתב האישום שהוגש לבית המשפט המחוזי בעיר, אוקון מואשם באונס של קטינה שגילה מתחת ל-14. זאת לאחר שתקף מינית תלמידה שלו, בת 13 בלבד. עוד הוא מואשם בסעיפים של מעשים מגונים. בקו גלי צה"ל, חמישה הרוגים ואלף פצועים בתאונות דרכים בשבוע שחלף, מדווח כתבנו לענייני תחבורה מתן לוי. בשבוע החולף נהרגו חמישה בני אדם ואלף נפצעו, בהם שלושה עשר באורח קשה, חמישים וארבעה בינוני והיתר קל. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומגן דוד אדום, המגיעים במסגרת מעקב תוכניתנו יומן הצהריים. מתחילת השנה נהרגו מאתיים ועשרה בני אדם בתאונות דרכים. בבית המשפט העליון דנים בשעה זו בהרכב של שלושה שופטים בצו הפינוי שהוצע לארבע משפחות פלסטיניות משייח' ג'ראח. מחוץ לבית המשפט התאספו עשרות מפגינים לקריאה לביטול צווי הפינוי. בית המשפט הציע לצדדים הסדר ולפיו המשפחות יזכו למעמד של דייר מוגן וישלמו לחברת נחלת שמעון שכירות מופחתת. כתבנו איתי שריג מזכיר שהדיון הקודם שנקבע בתיק לפני תחילת מבצע שומר חומות נדחה לבקשת היועץ המשפטי לממשלה שהחליט לבסוף שלא להתייצב להליך. מזג האוויר, גם היום עומסי חום כבדים עד קיצוניים ברוב האזורים, בהמשך השבוע עוד עלייה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Oh, you show my beauty 
Find your seats because your main course is now being served. From the album Sing It, it's uh, the first dance done by Mordechai Shapiro. Whew, that is exciting, to say the least. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Hello, all. Thank you for tuning in. Um... Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Tonight is the free NYPD versus Hatsala baseball game. It's free baseball. And it's happening uh, at Maimonides Park tonight, beginning at the 6.30 p.m. That should be fun. Make sure to join us. Enjoy all the fun. We welcome a brand new sponsor to the Nahum Siegel Network. A um, a product that will change the way you start your day when it comes to coffee. Yeah. It will change the way you start your day. No joke. This is a... Uh, a product called Gaia Coffee Roasters, G-A-I-A, Gaia Coffee Roasters. Fresh roasted coffee for you. And um, a number of supermarkets in our community are already carrying it. And I'm hoping all of you will at least try it. Those of you who are coffee drinkers, you'll try it, I hope, at least once. And you'll see why people are uh, putting so much faith in it and are really into it. At this point, 
Monday morning on this August the 2nd, the 24th of Menachemov, 63 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 83. Passing clouds tonight, low 66. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and a high of 81 degrees. 92 in Yerushalayim, up in Guilford, New York. It's day one of Kulawar in Camp Missoura. They're enjoying 56 degrees. And... Uh, 63 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is going to join us. The book is called Reb Getzel if you want it, and I suggest it strongly. Uh, you want to, uh, I suggest it highly. Um, I'm highly recommending it. The book is called Reb Getzel. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Artscroll.com, promo code radio. And um, you'll get your discount. You'll get your free shipping. Well worth it. Trust me, well worth it. Shorty Alter is going to join us from Japan. Israel's still alive in Olympic baseball, believe it or not. That's coming up if you keep it at JM in the AM. Did it die, 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 die
There he is, Aton Katz. Pretty amazing, huh? Live in Jerusalem, volume number two with Le Mancha. Monday morning, JM and the Amber by Goldwasser and then Jordi Alter. First by Goldwasser and then Jordi Alter. Jordi, of course, is president of Israel Baseball. He's in Japan. He'll uh, update us and he'll confirm that Israel is still in the Olympic tournament. Israel is still within uh, range of meddling in this Olympic competition. He'll tell us all of that coming up right here at JM in the AM, and uh, we'll talk about some stuff that's even more important than that, like what Team Israel did when uh, Shabbos started in Japan. We'll get to all of that here at JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebun of Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar of Yosef Alevi, whose yard site was yesterday. Today is my grandfather's yard site, and that is Rabbi Yosef Ben Yona Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Talmud, a person that makes his tefillin round, sakana mitzvah. It is then a danger and is not considered to be a mitzvah. Rav Shmuel Alevi Vosner asked the question, what is the sakana? What's the danger in this? The Arzurua explains that when a person will use the holy names not in the place of a mitzvah, he puts himself into Sakana. Once the round tefillin are not the mitzvah, the names contained inside could even be a danger for him. A person should know that these definitely give power. It's a common custom to write the name of Shakai on the outside of the mezuzah. It's opposite the empty space left between the two passages. There's no difficulty in this since the addition is made on the outside. Those, however, who write the name of angels and other holy names on the outside of the mezuzah are among those who will not have a portion in the world to come. Not only do these people nullify the mitzvah, but even more than that, they make fun from a great mitzvah which reflects the unity of the name of Hashem the love for him and the service of him, a type of kamea or good luck charm for their own benefit. This, says the great Rav Shmuel Alevi Wozner, that in their own foolishness, they think it's going to help them. The Kesef Mishnah says that the whole world knows that the mezuzah is a shmira, a protection. So why does the Rambam say that they are foolish if they make it a kamea or a good luck charm. He answers that it is true, it is a shmira. That's when it's written in the proper way, according to halacha. The names of malachim do not belong written inside. The kavana in making the mezuzah is not specifically to guard the house. It is a mitzvah from Hashem, and from that is nimshach, then it will guard the house. The schar mitzvah is that it guards the house. The fact that a person has intention at the time when he does it and he wants to be mekayim, the mitzvah of Hashem, he wants to fulfill the will of Hashem, then he is privileged to receive the reward that the house is guarded. May all of our homes be guarded and protected and may Klau Yisrael have besuros tavos yeshuos v'nechamos. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik.
Have a nice day. JM in the AM on a, uh, what is today? <laughs> is today a Monday? It is a Monday. All right, there we go. Um, I think we have Jordy Alter with us. Uh, JM and AM on a Monday morning, and uh, Jordy Alter is president of uh, Israel Baseball. He's in Japan. He has seen every pitch of the uh, Israel uh, team participation in this uh, Olympic baseball tournament. More importantly, he has uh, seen some very important moments. I'm not talking about the pranks that everyone seems to be talking about around the world. I'm talking about the... Uh, Incredible Jewish spirit that has been shared by people around the world. Jordi, around the world, Jordy Alter from Japan. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate, How are you? I appreciate that. Uh, we'll talk about the important stuff first. Um, you go. Yeah. You go ahead. You light Shabbos candles. You make kiddish. No matter where the team would be, you said you would start Shabbos with candle lighting and with kiddish. Uh, and they were in the stadium when all that happened on Friday night. Uh, and you end up, of course, you know, walking to a nearby hotel, et cetera. Um, unless, the, unless the video lies or someone really doctored it well, I have never seen a group of, yeah. ath- of athletes respect candlelighting and kiddish the way the Israel team did this past Friday night. Yeah, it was it was something super special. It's something that I had the privilege of doing every time we're together, and with this with this team, with some of our other you know teams that travel throughout Europe almost every summer um, to spend Shabbos together with them. And depending on how things work out, what aspect of Shabbos we get to share together, and it just so happened this past Friday night it was in the clubhouse right prior to the game. Shabbat came in in Tokyo at six thirty. The game started at seven o'clock, <laughs> so we went to the clubhouse and we had a beautiful beginning to. Shabbat. Yeah, and I know there are people out there, and I, I understand it, in our community who you know, wonder about the playing on Shabbos and all that, but that's not what I like to focus on. I like to focus on the fact that these players uh, take very seriously their role in representing the Jewish people and Israel, and if there's a Jewish ritual that's important and well-known, uh, they're going to make sure to have proper respect for it. And I think, I think if, you, if you watch the video, just the way they reacted to it, the way they joined you in Kiddush, uh, the way they, uh, yes. they, they, the way they stood in awe, as if this was the most important moment of the Olympics, I thought was really cool. You know, and and I'll tell you, for you know, for those that don't understand how it is, some with athletes that are Jewish, but ne- ne- not necessarily are uh, dati, don't are not Shomer Shabbat. But this aspect of their connection to Judaism is so so important. Yeah. That's something that um, that we pride ourselves in the fact that we brought them. To make Aliyah and to become part of you know part of Israel, and they feel it, and their connection to Shabbat is so important that when I don't do it for some reason, because whatever you know, if I'm separated from them on Shabbat and I can't join them for Shabbat, they always wonder why we didn't have Shabbat together. So it's so crucial and it's so important to them, and they they really appreciate. It. And as you heard, the singing for Kiddush was was I I couldn't make it, almost didn't make it through the end. It was <laughs> overwhelming when they joined in at the end. It was so it was so special. So remarkable. I'll tell you. Jordi Alter's with us. He's in Japan. All right. So Israel does defeat Mexico, then loses today to um, uh, to South Korea. Boy, today must have been a rough one, huh? Not just loses, but uh, we got we got shellacked. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the problem is we we are very very pitching weak. Um, as most of you probably know, our top pitcher, um, Nachum's favorite pitcher, John yeah. Moscott, after nine pitches in the first game, blew out his arm. 
Um, so he's not available to us anymore, and he was our really our only legitimate starting pitcher in our in our lineup. So it's been a struggle to keep things going, and we have to pick and choose along the way, you know, how we work our pitchers. So today's strategy was basically see how the game goes. And in the fourth inning, the game was close. It was three to one, and we had a couple of scoring opportunities, and we couldn't capitalize. And the um, the coaching staff basically made the decision that we couldn't sacrifice some of our better pitchers today because we need them for tomorrow's game, which is basically an elimination game. So tomorrow against the Dominican Republic um, at uh, 7 o'clock Japan time, so that's 6 o'clock your time, just as your show is starting, um, we will play Dominican Republic, and the team that loses will go home, unfortunately. So yeah. we're preparing for that game. We're going to give it another go-round and uh, watch the game while Jam Nam is going on like we did late last week. Uh, those who follow Major League Baseball know that the Dominican Republic has some, uh, you know, quality players. Uh, should I assume that this is going to be a very tough game tomorrow? Uh, certainly, listen. Any any game here is, you know, with these other five other teams is a tough game. Uh, certainly, the Dominican Republic will be a very tough game. They have incredibly difficult hitters. Um, they have a very good starting pitcher against us tomorrow, and the goal will be to try to get past that starting pitcher, get into their bullpen, which is very suspect, um, and to, for, the, for our pitchers to try to uh, keep them off balance. Because if you try to go with them at your, with your heat, you're going to get in big trouble. In fact, you know, what I was watching yesterday, the Dominicans played, um, it was uh, Korea last night, um, and they lost uh, in, in the ninth inning. They blew a lead, but their big hitter in the eighth inning hit a ball to the middle of the scoreboard in the stadium, which is approximately about, they estimated, 475 feet. Oh my God. And this morning when we got there, there was a big hole in the middle of the <laughs> scoreboard from where the ball hit it um, in this electronic scoreboard, which they repaired right before the game. So uh, we don't want to challenge their, their big hitters, that's for sure. <laughs> I understand that. Jordy Alters yeah. with us now. Uh, I noticed in my email that there are opportunities to support Israel baseball with authentic uniforms. You act, I mean, th these are not game used. These are just replicas of authentic uniforms, correct? That's true, yes. So, yes. Pe so if, if you go to um, um, uh, IsraelBaseballTeam.com, right. um, you can have – there's all sorts of merchandise on that site. Um, our partner is Clip Kipas. Um, John has done an amazing job producing these, you know, great, uh, you know, uh, jerseys and all, all other items, kippahs and hats and all shirts and everything. So anybody that's interested, please check out that site. Uh, and uh, the reason I mention it is because I'm still waiting, of course, for the game use stuff to go up. Is there still intention for the game use uniforms to go up for sale? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. We will we will have game use uniforms for every one of the players. So those that are interested, you know, they definitely will be available. Yeah. All right. It's for team sure. it's team Israel Baseball dot com, folks. Team Israel okay. Team just I got it right in front of me. Team Israel Baseball dot com. You can shop for the T shirts, the hoodies, the hats, the yarmulkes, the bobbleheads, the custom jerseys, which are really cool. And once the uh, game used jerseys are available, I will make sure to let you know. But meanwhile, go and uh, shop the largest selection of official Israel baseball merchandise, which helps support the team, uh, not only in terms of rah-rah um, uh, support, but in terms of uh, financial uh, uh, financial assistance as well. Uh, TeamIsraelBaseball.com, TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Now, the bottom line is, even though Israel's won only one game, and boy, Jordy, that first game was a killer, not just because of Moscot, but because it looked like, yeah. you know, after all the comebacks, it looked yeah. like they were going to win. 
Um, that was such, yes. such a yeah, killer that was, the first game. That was game. devastating for sure. Um, yeah. but, um, uh, but, but if Israel wins uh, tomorrow morning, for us it'll be tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning's game, uh, they're in, right? Yes. They're, they're in the medal round. They'll go to yep. what we call the That's semifinals correct. of the Olympics. That's exactly right. If we win tomorrow, we're guaranteed a medal game, guaranteed to at least play in the bronze game. There's still a path for even us to play in the gold gold medal game. But if we win tomorrow, you know we will be playing at least in the bronze medal game. All right, so one step at a time. Let's win tomorrow's yes. game against the Dominican Republic. Right. <laughs> what? Yes. Have, yes. Have, and it guarantees, it guarantees me another visit on your show, so I'll be rooting <laughs> especially hard tomorrow. Have they announced <laughs> a starting pitcher for Israel for tomorrow night? Tomorrow's pitcher will be Josh Zide. He will be the starting pitcher for tomorrow's All tomorrow. right. Zide has, uh, Zide has a lot of Team Israel experience. He sure does, and he's he's really he's tough as nails, that guy. And you know, I wouldn't want to put you know he's with his experience with us in Korea, you know, in 2017, and in Brooklyn, and everywhere else, he's the guy. So we're very happy to have him starting that game. And uh, everyone wants to know who the trainer is with the yamaka who came out to help Moscot. <laughs> that is. That is our uh, physical therapist, Yoni Rosenblatt, who is my uh, my partner in crime. We spent sh- we spend a lot of these Shabbatot together when we're uh, on the road. Um, and uh, Friday night after the game, uh, we walked to our hotel about 20 minutes away um, and spent Shabbat there. It was a beautiful Shabbat in Yokohama. And, uh, you know, so it's nice for me to have somebody that I can share Shabbat with. Yoni is American or he's an Israeli? He is a he is from Baltimore, Maryland, so that yeah. would make him an American. Yes, unbelievable! Yeah. I'll he, tell you, yeah. so many people. He's actually, he's actually, he's actually a, a physical therapist. Uh, his specialty is, is sports, is sports medicine. So he he has a lot of football players in Baltimore area and baseball players that he, that he treats. He's a wonderful, wonderful uh, physical therapist. What was the official diagnosis on Moscot? An elbow injury. Yeah, it's. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's an official um, right now designation because we had an MRI here yet here, and we haven't really had proper people read it. So I'll hold off on giving any uh, assessment. But uh, he definitely needs some surgery, and I'll have to decide, you know, professionally what he's going to do. He was really revving up to try to come back in the major leagues, and it was really, really a shame. Did really you? Have, for him. Did you have a chance to schmooze with him? Because he doesn't seem the type that needs a pep talk. He seems to be somebody who's. I talk- John is one of my favorite guys to talk to. The guy is a super, super mensch. Um, he's, he's wonderful. He's always very inquisitive, you know, about Judaism in general. And uh, John is a wonderful guy to talk to. Um, and uh, his, he's actually so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember if I told the story last time, but uh, his wife is expecting right. on uh, August thirteenth next right. week. Right. So. Uh, so so he so certainly I said to him after he got injured, you know maybe you should consider going home, and he said um, okay, and he called his wife and his wife said no way you you're not going to leave there, because if something special happens you'll feel real sorry and I don't want you to miss that. Wow. So uh, he's 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 actually still with the team rooting us on, filling in where he can, helping out the pitching coaches and doing what he can to to help us uh, make it to the next level. Unbelievable. I'll tell you, I love that story. <laughs> I'll tell you, some, pe- yeah. some people get the big picture. Not minimi- not minimizing how important it is to be there at the birth of a child, but some people get, the, sure. get the big picture and the investment sure. that, that people make. Uh, in, in all these pursuits, yeah. but what I meant was like he he doesn't seem he doesn't seem the type that 
that that really got down. It's not like he was moping around after this whole thing, was he? Listen, he was he was certainly severely uh, hurt and depressed. You know, uh, maybe depressed, but I'm sure he was inside. Right. But he was very uh, moping. Is not something that would that you would put with John Moscott. He's right. not capable of that. Um, so he was able to lift up his spirits for the team, but certainly, you know, you can tell he was really, you know, affected emotionally because uh, he put so much into this effort. He's been trying, you know, he's been preparing for a year and a half for the Olympics, and then hoping then to because he had already had he already had Tommy John surgery, right. so he was using, you know, utilizing this as an, his opportunity to help. Israel, and then eventually propel himself, hopefully back into the majors. So uh, for him, this was a devastating injury. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, your catcher, who uh, he hit a couple of home runs in one of those games. Um, Ryan. Ryan yeah. LeVarnway. So is, has he been the catcher since the start of this whole run, like for three, four years, or he's or he's more of a newbie? No, so he's been part. He's been part of this team, um, you know, since 2017. Um, he occasionally will disappear on us because, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, fortunately for him, he gets actually picked up by a major league team. Right. So he actually played on the Cleveland Indians this year, um, and we, we were sweating bullets before the Olympics because he actually was on the team about a month before the Olympics. And uh, that's the one issue that we had with any players is Major League Baseball would not release them to play in the Olympics. Um, but uh, he was sent back down, unfortunate for him, maybe fortunate for us, and uh, he's here with us, and he's, he's really a team leader. And, um, um, and know, so, a, so four years ago in Brooklyn, it's very possible he was catching in that game. He actually, I think Rickles was catching in that particular game. Uh, I don't think he was there that particular tournament. I think he came, um, no, actually, no, he was there. He, he was, was absolutely there. there. You're correct. Is he, he a, there, is, yes. is he a West? Brian, is he a, not to put you on the spot? Is he a West Coast guy? Is he from California? Ryan is no. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I do know, but I just can't think of it right now. Yeah, where he's I, from. I have to look it up. Um, and by the way, Valencia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just you know maybe maybe it's on such a different level that I don't appreciate you know how good you have to be in the majors. But if a major league scout yeah. saw him play first base in this tournament, I, I you know, yeah. the, the guy's unbelievable. He shocked us. He shocked us as well. And Seriously, it's not his natural position. He's a third. He's a third baseman in the MLB. Um, he was a third baseman in the MLB. I mean, he played through nine seasons, so he he had a you know a somewhat of a you know reasonable major league career. Right. Um, and uh, so yeah, he's he's been remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Um, and you know, we're hoping that his back gets going a little bit, you know, a little bit more tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's a, he's a real clutch hitter, and uh, he's he's definitely also you know one of the team leaders. Very very outspoken, you know, very out there, not afraid to voice his opinion. And uh, you know, he's, sometimes you make friends that way. Sometimes you know, people have problems with that. So yeah. I hear it. <laughs> Believe you me, I hear yeah. it. By the way, uh, the reason Jordy cannot speak to us during the game is uh, phones are not allowed in the dugout, right, Jordy? That is absolutely correct. No electronics are in the dugout. Any Anybody caught violating these rules are, besides the fact they're kicked out, they're also fined. Right. Interestingly enough, there's a whole, there, there's so many different rules. But one of the rules is this Rule 50. Every single game, 15 minutes before Hatikva, the the Rule 50 police come and they check over everybody's uniforms and everybody's everything, and they, they remove... People who on bands with flags on them, and it's some really, really silly stuff going on. And these players who actually had these custom-made stuff made up with the Israeli flag on it have had to, you know, give it up for the game. 
um, for no particular reason than, uh, you know, uh, and we're at the Olympics. You know, you'd think that the flag yeah. would be what we're celebrating. That's the whole purpose of this. Why wouldn't but, uh, why wouldn't any the, why wouldn't any swag with with Israeli stuff on it be acceptable? I I can't answer. I can't answer. It's, uh, it's one of one of the uh, strange things that has happened to us this week. Interesting, and that applies to all the teams, yeah. obviously. All the teams, all the teams. But we, I think we have more swag than anybody. You know, we're, you know, we, <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know, the, I'm trying to think of what Ryan's uh, chest protector looked like. So I wanted to. I wanted it to be. In the I sh- actually, it's super interesting that you should say that. But I will send you a copy. I will send you a picture of the chest protector. And I, I'm sorry I didn't send it to you before because it's something that you would talk about. Because integrated into the chest protector is a high. There's a high on the shoulders, and um, in the center, there's a metal, and that was sort of integrated into the art of the thing. You can't see it unless you look for it, but somebody who made up these chest protectors for us made up these chest protectors with that incorporated into the chest protector. That's funny. I will send you a picture of that. I, yeah, please yeah. do. It's yeah. funny because I was saying to myself yeah. that a catcher's chest protector is a perfect a place to put an Israeli flag. Like, the Israeli flag would go perfectly yeah. with the two stripes and the star. We'd go perfectly there on the catcher. But I guess I guess that yeah. would probably violate a rule or two. Uh, they wouldn't see it. The way this was designed, they wouldn't. They don't even see it. You know, yeah. you'd have to know what you're looking at to, to know it. So Interesting. They, you know, they, they, were, they were very, very clever with this. Jordy, I always ask you this, and I'm going to ask you to transmit this message to the team again. Uh, I hope that they understand just how many people, not enough people, frankly, although I hope in Israel you're getting the feeling that people are following, uh, just how many people are really, really proud of the way they're representing us over there in Japan and the way this team uh, wears Israel uh, uh, on on the front of their uniform. And, and I hope, I hope you're hearing from people in Israel that uh, that there are Israeli folks who are into what's happening now in Japan. Yeah, I'm, first of all, thank you for the message. It's really, really important to them. I mean, they, they really are, you know, most of them are here for that particular reason. Uh, many of them left um, minor league seasons or other places that they were playing to be here. Right. You know, this is a three-week or almost four-week, you know, between training and everything commitment. Um, so it's really, really important to them that they know that people are, are supporting them. And, you know, it, it's, Israel's a challenge. It's been a challenge with baseball. We've gotten way more support in the last couple of days. Um, there's no question about it. After we won the first game, there was an incredible amount of interest. Today, we were told there's not much interest in you today when you lose 11 to one. So those are the challenges that you, you face in Israel. Um, but I hope that it'll you know continue to help us grow, which is what you know my you know my purpose here is to help grow baseball in Israel because I believe that it's really really important for kids, especially kids that are coming making Aliyah from America, to have something that that speaks to them, something that that makes them you know comfortable in Israel, as I as was with my kids 16 years ago when we made Aliyah, right. and I uh, hope to be able to grow it more, and that's that's the whole purpose. We we need a Tal Brody. We need we need a Rod to convert to Judaism and become an Israeli citizen. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not so sure that would be that helpful, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but if, if they if they call Tal Brody the Babe Ruth of Israel, we really do need a Babe Ruth. We need somebody to help put the baseball we on do. the map. We'll see. We the- do. Well, let's, let's 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 see what happens tomorrow, and yeah. uh, maybe maybe we can start to create that uh, you know that superstar that people can look up to. Good luck tomorrow, Jordy, and we'll of course be following. And thanks Thank so much for checking in all the way from Japan. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Love talking to you as always. Thank you. All the best. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Go buy something, everybody. 
TeamIsraelBaseball.com. Buy it. Send it up to camp. Let the kids wear it proudly. TeamIsraelBaseball.com. My thanks to Jordy Alter, who's not only the president of Israel Baseball, he was also my first program director. And he legitimately, legitimately, Ked, because uh, there are a lot of people who do it illegitimately, but he legitimately can can take partial credit for my career. And um, I can't thank him enough for that, that's for sure. Monday morning broadcast. More coming up here at JM in the AM. Brand new song.
J.M. in the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the AlchemSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Um, that was Ankel Okenu done by the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is with us live via telephone. The brand-new book is called Reb Getzel. When you order the book, as we always say, go to artscroll.com and use promo code RADIO. When you go to artscroll.com, the rule is always use promo code RADIO. You get your discount, plus you get your free shipping, and in this case, you get an amazing book. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is out with a brand-new book entitled Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. It's on the Shire Press label. Um, uh, from Artscroll, and again, uh, you'll find it at artscroll.com. When you go there, always use promo code RADIO. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachman. You know, I feel like I was just here. <laughs> well, in a way you were. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's great to you know, this is This is the problem with you. You're churning out books so often, you are always just here. <laughs> I last we spoke, I was standing in Rob Grossman's living room. Right. My gosh. And I gave you a little cameo of what was coming up, and you, I put Rob Grossman on the phone with you. That was an amazing morning, and uh, do you know how many people still talk to me about that book, what kind of life changer it was for them? Well, it's still selling like a brand new book. It yeah. came out before Pesach, and it's still selling like a brand new book, and it's selling like 5,000 copies. It's like unbelievable what's going on with that book. It is an amazing book, and those of you who haven't seen it yet or haven't bought it yet, make sure to do so. It's an incredible Musser Safer if you want you and your kids to learn what it's like to be uh, an exceptional and incredible human being and an exceptional and incredible Jew. And Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is the one who brought that to life. Uh, Rabbi Seltzer's brand new book is Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And frankly, Rabbi Seltzer, I said to myself when I was told by the people at Art Scroll that this book was coming out, I said, should I have heard of Reb Getzel? And frankly, I don't think Reb Getzel would care whether one heard or didn't hear of him, meaning that that... He would he would want you not to hear of him. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, look. Let, let's let's do. I, I want to help. I want to try to do a little bit of a summary, and then and then we'll get into some of the details. But the the reality is that Reb Getzel was somebody who um, was an exceptional businessman that, and, and a visionary when it came to the business world, and really had only one goal, it seems, and that was to do what was necessary. You called it a builder of an empire of Chesed, and I agree with you. Obviously, there's a lot of Chesed involved. But not just Chesed, whatever Jewish leadership or Jewish initiatives required funding, he wanted to be there to do it. And I think that there's something yeah. I think there's something really special about that. I'm not minimizing those who dedicate their lives to Chesed. He did, and many people do. But I think it was even beyond that uh, when it came to building institutions, when it came to being there in situations like Jewish education and other sometimes unattractive causes, right? Sometimes, sometimes building buildings and understanding the importance of educating uh, our youth, you know, in future generations. Sometimes those are not uh, the most prominent of of Chesed offerings that are out there. But he saw a vision both in Europe and the United States in terms of the future of the Jewish community, and he just wanted to be part of building it. Yeah, he built all over the world. You know what? He reminds me of Kurt Rothschild today. Right. And both of them were very small, very small people, very short in right. stature, but great in, in, in the way they saw the world. 
Hundred percent, and also understood their influence would have an effect for generations, which a lot of people for just generations. Don't get. Uh, you know, I, when they came to me, when the family, the Friedman family, reached out to me, they have to just to make a little seder. So the uh, Reb Getzel had uh, he had uh, four kids. So there was two daughters, there was two daughters, and there was sons. So two sons. So he really had five kids. But one was one died in Europe in a bombing of uh, in during the war. Right. But uh, there's two, two burgers. And then there was Englander, of Elish Englander, who's a son-in-law, and then there was Rabbi Chaim Meishe Feldman, who's a son-in-law. So they have big supporters of Viznitz and big supporters of Bells, Machlovka, and big supporters of Samer. Very, very Hoshma family. And when the family reached out to me, I was reached out to this Sadegur Rebetzin, Rebetzin Friedman, Sarah Friedman reached, reached out to me from L.A. She was there with her husband, the Sadegur Rebbe, who was undergoing treatments at the time. It was a very hard time for her. And the Rebetzins, this is the project that gave her, like, uh, it took her able, gave her something to, to, like, take her mind off what she was going through. When we worked on the project, she would spend nights uh, with her husband, and she would, she would be busy working on the book and drafts of the book, and it took her mind out of what she was going through. You know, so it really came at the right time. But uh, she really single-handedly pulled it together. She got a lot of other people in the family you know, involved, and they all helped. But she was the one who spearheaded the project. And when, when they came to me and they asked me to write this book about Rabbi Getzel, who passed away 45 years ago, and I thought, right, let's, let's, let's try to understand, what's the hook over here? What's, like, what's special? Why should people want to know about Rabbi Getzel? And, this, and the truth is, the more I got to know him, the more, the more I got to know of him, the more I realized. But when I originally, my original thought was, okay, here's a person, he's a rich man, very rich man, like the biggest real estate owner in England. Right. He owned, and you read the newspapers, I quoted some of the articles, uh-huh. man, Mamish owned, he was a landlord, the biggest landowner in, in England. Uh-huh. Okay, but there's a lot of rich people, a lot of rich people, so we're not going to write books about every rich person. Uh, so he was a big Balchesed. There are a lot of Balchesed. Yeah, he was amazing, Balchesed, but a lot of amazing. Balchesed Kaisal, full of amazing Balchesed. Right. So what else? Then there's a third thing. He's a Satmar Rebbe's right-hand man. Right. Now put together the fact that he was the biggest, tremendous Balchesedaka, tremendous Balchesed, very wealthy man, big builder, plus the fact you don't live in, in Williamsburg. You lived in London. But the Sama Rebbe reached out to him. He met him as a bacher in Europe when he was the Rebbe and he was a bacher. And they talked and learning. And that conversation that they had made enough of an impression on the Sama Rebbe that years later, decades later, he's reaching out to Gessel Berger and he's asking him to become his right-hand man. Yeah. Oh, boy, you're mentioning so many things here. You know, it's funny. You don't even mention... The Satmar Rebbe on the cover of the book. Like I was saying to myself, I wonder, you know, especially if you want to sell books, <laughs> and we know how people, you know, view the the story of the Satmar Rebbe. It's always an intriguing story, whether you're from the Satmar, whether you're from the Satmar community or not. It's always an intriguing. So he's one of the most amazing, per- whether you agree with him or not, it's one of the most amazing personalities in modern Jewish history. Uh, and I said to myself, if you really want to sell this book, you know, why not mention that he's his right hand man to the Satmar Rebbe? But but it's funny, as much as that, and by the way, in the book, you sort of portray it that way. That, that was one of his main functions. But in it the, was. Right. It really but, was. but in the scheme of things, it's really just a, I don't want to use the word small, but it's just a part of what he did. It was sort of, and, 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 and in some ways, I would say a culmination of what he did. See, he, he doesn't re-meet the Satmar, he doesn't reunite with the Satmar until much later in life, right? He was already way into middle age yeah. when he started going on missions for the Rebbe. When he became a chassid of the Rebbe, right. he was well into middle age already. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know, he, he's, he built his empire financially in his chesed empire and starts building all around the world important Jewish institutions uh, without even having, re, I keep saying re-met, without having been reunited with the Satmar Rebbe. And by the way, what does this say, Rabbi Seltzer, about old ties? 
What does it say about old? Because, you know, people like myself who are getting up there in age, you know, we look back at some of the people who've been helpful to us, some of the people who've been important to us in our lives. And it's amazing how many of them are people that we know for 35, 40, 45 years. And, and, and look at this, this reunion between the two of them, just remembering what they were like in their youth, that sincerity of youth that they both, both enjoyed about each other comes back to, to help create something so special later on. Uh, so first of all, you speak your enthusiasm and excitement of life is like a 25-year-old, okay? <laughs> That's number one. Thank you. Okay? You are so, you have more excitement and more going on over there than, than people who are like uh, 18 in camp on color war night by the Grand Sing when they won. Thank you. <laughs> That's number one. Number two is that I have to go with you on this one. The, the, if you think about your, the big friendships you have in your life, you yeah. realize the majority of them happen when you're young. Yeah. That's when we become friends with people, and that's the friendships that last. Because later on, it's like a lot of times we, we look at people like, what do they want from me? Right. Like, what is it? What, what's your motive? Why yeah. are you going out of your way? When we're kids, when we're young, we just spend time with each other. We don't want anything from each other. We just like spending time with each other. We have a Rebbe. We have somebody we like, and we connect to that person. We want to spend time with that person. And it's, it's less ulterior motive and more like we connect to that person, and that and those are the connections that last forever. Yeah. Yeah, like you're saying. My and by the way, I have regards to you from your brother. Thank you. Yeah, and why do you, you ask? Good, why do you, you ask why do I have regards to you? Well, I'm assuming you've seen him recently. <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer is very simple. I'm, I just today finished writing the book about Rabbi Shiner, the Rashiv of Kamenetz. Ah. And your brother... Is the administrator in Kamenetz, and therefore right. I've been in touch with your brother, Abigo. Very and nice. And therefore I said I'm going to send regards to you from Abigo. So, so, so that, we'll so, talk about it in a couple of months. So I was just going to okay. say, now we have to slap another conversation onto the uh, schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, there's actually one before that, but you know, okay, we, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I'll tell you, there's always something in the hopper. It's funny because uh, sometimes someone from the old days will contact me and ask me for a favor, and I'll say, I, I do favors all day for people I met yesterday. I'm not going to do it for you. like you know. And, uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a big shot. I'm just trying to say that those old and those old ties are so vital in life. And that to mm-hmm. me, and by the way, when I read the part of the book that Reb Getzel, you know, stepped forward and helped the Satin Rebbe build, not just in America, he was building around the world, but of course what I was focused on was Curious Yoel, right? He had such an important role in establishing Curious Yoel. That he was the negotiator. Right. He purchased the land. At a cra- he purchased the land. They couldn't do it. They were trying and trying to get that going, and it wouldn't go. It wouldn't work. Finally, the Rebbe brings in Rebbe Getzer from London. Rebbe Getzer manages to negotiate the, the, the project. He gets the land, and top secret, it's a great story. Yep. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it is an amazing story. Um, and the price, by the way, was also pretty amazing. But but but, <laughs> but my point is, and I, I don't want to harp too much on this, but I th- just think it's so important, especially for the younger people who read this book. The point is, I'm reading this in, about all these encounters, and they are older gentlemen at this point, right? The Sam Rebbe, this was one of his the last things he wanted to do in his life to was to make sure that his Hasidim had a had a community for themselves in this country. Correct. He said, he, I quote the line. He said, "If I don't have a community, if I don't have a." A carrier for my Hasidim, what have I done in this right, world? Right, which is unbelievable when you think about it in the context of rebuilding after the war. Remember, he was in a concentration camp. It's not like he, he didn't see the depths of, of, of horror. And this is what he's He speaking. was in Bergen-Belsen right. with, with Rebbe Sidon Youngreich in, right. in the same barracks. Correct. And this is what he's what he's focused on is the future. I mean, it, it's that whole piece is unbelievable. But again, when I, when I read how the two of them in this partnership— <laughs> Are building a an important you know Jewish community in this country, 
and the future of the Satmar Hasidus, frankly, right? I mean, I, 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 would, yeah. basically, I would basically, when I'm reading it and knowing that they knew each other, you know, as, as uh, should I say teenagers? Would that be accurate? Were they teenagers in their 20s? Uh, the Rebbe they're... was, no, the Gessel was a teenager. The Rebbe was already a uh, young girl. So I'm saying to myself, wow, there's something extra special about that, that they are, you know, g- reuniting and going through this whole process together and, and, and really, you know, tying up, so to speak, all the loose ends from so much earlier in their lives. So, I, again, I, I, I agree with you completely. I want to ask you a question. Who are your three big influences in life? Wow. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'd have to think about this one for a while. <laughs> and, and half the people listening would be upset about who I would say anyway. <laughs> so, so I got to be really... Well, I was going to ask you who your three best friends are, but that really would, like, yeah, that you would, know... That would create a storm. Now, why do you ask that? You ask about influencers because, because why? I mean, I'm going with you over here. You're telling me this is a big deal. So let's go back in your own life. Who are the people from 20, 30 years ago that you say... Like, the Satmarebba ends up being a huge influencer on Getzel, even though they met one time, like, for a short time, when he was a Bacham, decades earlier, and that comes, like you say, it was like they struck a match, and 30 years later, the match burst into flame. Yeah, I hear that. I'm not prepared for the answer right now, but I hear what you're saying. That's okay. That's okay. You don't. You know. Well, next time we talk, you could you could tell me the answer. That's yeah. okay. You're thousands of miles away, so I'm not worried. But <laughs> if you were here, if you were here in my studio, it'd be it would be difficult to avoid it, frankly. <laughs> but right now, I'll just say I'll pass at the moment. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is with us. The book is called Reb Getzel: The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. Check it out at artscroll.com. Always use promo code Radio when you order anything from Rabbi Seltzer or any of the other authors over at uh, artscroll.com. And, you know, you you agreed with me when I said it was beyond chesed, not to minimize what people do when there are poor people, what people do. Even, by the way, even the way he fed poor people, even the way he went about the system of housing people who, you know, needed a place to stay or were new, you know, coming into England from a different country, and there were plenty of people like that in those days, of course, even the way he went about that whole system was so different than the than the traditional, you know, handouts of money. You there, Rabbi? Right. Then the tra- yeah, yeah. You know what I mean by yeah, that? Like it was a restaurant. He created yeah. a restaurant that right. people are paying money to eat in, and they're actually complaining and they're saying, "I don't like the wine. Get me a better wine." And he's going to get it for them. He's he's doing the trick that that uh, Rabbi Crone's father did, Rabbi Grossman's father, when he stayed in his house. Right. That you know that famous story. But he's doing it every single day for years. Right. That's what I mean. That he's just he thinks on a different level. He's just you know he has a different, a completely different perspective, a much bigger picture thinker than this. The not only a chesed in business also. Think about it. He's the guy who he realizes that that the, England's going into the Blitz, and they're going to need batteries for their right. flashlights, and he's the guy who opens the company to make the batteries, and he becomes a multimillionaire from that, and he uses that money to go into real estate, and it becomes like a huge, huge, but it's all from someone who's thinking out of the box. Yeah. It's unbelievable, I'm telling you. I mean, you know, they're bombing London. Nobody knows if it's going to last a day or, 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 or 10 years, and he's saying to himself, you know, here's an opportunity because this is not going to end for a while. Not going to happen again, and we got to get in on this. And and yeah. he he went for it, and it changed. It just it created from that opportunity millions and millions and millions of dollars were given out to Tzedakah because of that. We know what he was like. Uh, it, it, we know how he was viewed in terms of other Jews. I mean, it just the just the people who he helped. 
the way they thought of him and the way they admired him, and, and you can imagine the respect they had for him. But it does seem to me, not that you make a big point of this, but it does seem to me the way they write about him in the newspapers and the way people in general interact with him, that he had the tremendous respect of all human beings, not just the Jewish community. Look, you couldn't you couldn't ignore the man. It's like, you know, sometimes you meet a person and you don't even know them, and they make a tremendous impression on you just by who they are. Their personality makes an impression. You, we, we jump to conclusions about people all the time. You know, you meet a person, you right. decide without speaking to them whether you like them or not. Here's a person, just by who he is, his essence was so royal that he, he, he was really a person that made a tremendous impression on people. It's unbelievable. an amazing person, really an amazing person. Like, what was the... he did things. I don't know if you, you saw the story I wrote. One story which I, I was not able to corroborate. I was standing in Shul in Stanford Hill, and a friend of mine from the mirror sees me, and he says, oh, what are you doing? Yes, I said, I'm writing a book about Getzel Burgers. He said, i got to tell you a story. He says, one time, Getzel Burgers standing outside in his garden one morning, and a guy sees him later that day in his garden, pacing back and forth, and he says, what, what's on your mind? So he says, I'll tell you what's on my mind. This morning, I get a call from the bank that there's a property that's being foreclosed, and do I want to buy it? But I didn't have money to, to buy it. My money's all tied up. A few hours later, I get a call from the bank that there's a ton of surplus money. They have surplus money. They want to offer it to me to use if I want to, if I want to buy a property. So I took the surplus money, and I bought the property that they offered me a few hours before. A few hours later, I get a call from someone I know who says that he wants to buy that property. Will I sell it to him? So I triple my money in one day. <laughs> I'm standing here. You ask me, what am I thinking? I'm thinking to myself, what does Hashem want from me? Yeah, because if he's giving me all this money, he wants me to use it for the he's right purpose. He's giving it to me in one day. I get three of these opportunities. Right. One after the next, he's feeding it to me. What does he want from me? And I, so I said to myself, this is an amazing story about this person. I tried to collaborate the story, but I couldn't find anyone who, who else who knew it. And I wrote the story anyway, and I wrote in the book, it's like the Chavetz Chaim, the famous story of the Chavetz Chaim, where the judge says, you know, is that true? How could that story be true? And the judge says, well, they don't say these stories about me and you, right? right. That's what the, the yeah. lawyer said. Yeah. And I said, yeah, maybe, I don't know if it's true, but they don't say these stories about me and you. They say it about him, because that's the kind of person he was. Because Baruch gave him the Yechelis, and, he, and he, he ran with it. He, he realized what his Achrayis was, and he actually maximized it. And, I, and as I'm reading that story, I'm saying to myself, you know... I probably know a lot of people that are making three times their money in a day, especially the way things are going these days. You know, maybe instead of putting an extra swimming pool in the house, maybe there's something else God wants me to do with that money. Not judging okay. any, not judge, not judging anybody. Not ju- Just, we no, don't do that. No, no, I'm not judging anybody, but I am saying that if you read this book, it could change all of our perspectives yeah. about you know what we're spending, including myself, what we're spending our money on. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so. he's an amazing. This is a person. That all he cared about was he lived in a he lived in a, in a if you would go to his house you and the, the press could never understand it the press you know the British press are notorious for how they deal with celebrities right they're notorious and they couldn't they kept on trying to write exposés on Gesselberg and his family and no matter what they tried they could the man didn't even own a car he lived in a house that was less that was more simple than his tenants. <clears throat> They didn't know what to do with him. They couldn't understand. And the more they tried to reach him, the more he was no comment. And he would go to school to learn and eat a piece of herring and a piece of bread. And that was his. And they couldn't wrap their minds around who is this man, this billionaire, who is so reclusive and he doesn't want anything to do with anything. And he's not looking to be a peer of the of the realm. He's not looking to be knighted. He doesn't want any limelight. He doesn't want any press. 
He just wants me to leave me alone and let me be a chassid and let me do learn Torah and Davin. By the way, there are there are Jewish billionaires in this country like that. You should know. Maybe one day you'll write books about them. But seriously, there are from billionaires in this country like that. The way you just described that, it. What, yes. That what? That live that in what? very very modest homes and and uh, you know and whose and whose children and tenants live much better than they do. <laughs> you know, even though they have billions of dollars. I'm telling you, there are. People- you should know. Even even till today, though, the Berger family. It, I was. I went to London to 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 spend time with the family. You should know they're very. They're mom is not a family that goes crazy at all with this yeah. kind of thing. It's not of about course, that. Of course, of course. Such a special family. They're really special. I mean, when you like, re- when you, know, you yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I, I sat with Ellis Englander, his son-in-law. Yeah. He's a, he's already an older older man today, and his son is his son uh, was a big help for me for, with the book and. And uh, I sat with him in London, in Stafford Hill, and, you know, in her old Stafford Hill house. And what's exciting to Rebellus Engler, what gets him excited? He opens his wallet, he takes out a letter from the Satmar Rebbe. Satmar Rebbe wrote him 50 years ago, it's folded, a refolded, a folded, a refolded, and he opens it up, and he's showing to me this letter from the Satmar Rebbe, and that's what gets him excited. You know, I, a few days ago, I was the auctioneer at the Genazim auction in Eretz Yerushalayim. Yeah. I can tell you what people go crazy for pieces of, of, of history. This family has so many his, pieces of history, like the letters, the, the manuscripts, the it's unbelievable. They're like a treasure trove, and that's what gets them excited. Not the money. It's it's not about the money. It's about cholesterol. It's a, yeah. They're a beautiful family. No, I hear that. I'm telling you. Um, and uh, by the way, what was the uh, what was the shaila he asked Rebbe Moser? I just don't remember the story. What was it that he asked Rebbe Moser? Um, do you remember that? Chaim Moser. It was. Um, what was it? What was that shaila? Was a there was a there was a reason why you quoted it. I don't remember what it was the context. But. Yeah, well, I think it was was it a question about about him being a rabbi, maybe right? Something to do with him being a rabbi for a specific purpose. Can he say? I don't have to. I would have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, I don't remember. Me. Actually, did Chazar on the book, and you got me on that point. <laughs> well done. This is the problem when You're you read a, when you read a book on Shabbos. You can't take notes, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. Yeah, I would... He sent the letter of Chaim Meiser because he needed he needed to psak about it, something to do with, with helping Klaistral, if I'm not mistaken. I think it had to do with him being called a rabbi or something. I just don't remember but completely was, right now. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was a long, that was an old letter from a long time ago. I don't think they have a copy of that letter. What, but you're, you but no, you, I'm not sure. But your point was, but sure. your point was that, that, that it was rare for someone to write a letter like that. I remember the topic, but when people read it, they'll see it. It was rare for people to you know consult with a rabbi on an issue like that. And uh, and he went ahead and did so. I think that was the point, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, tremendous pastorate. You know, it, it was all about pastorate with Getzel Berger. But, uh, you know what, he, he was really the man. In, in, in the back of Yosef Herman, in the Lower East Side, Getzel Berger was like, like he was like the all for the boss in Stafford right, Hill. Right. Should I have heard of him? In all seriousness now, like if I, if, if I, go, if I stopped the average 40-year-old in Monroe, you, would they have heard of him or not? Yes, they all, yeah. In Monroe, they all, they all sat with Hasidim. Hasidim in general know who he was. When Rechi Frankfurter heard that Rebetzin Friedman wanted to do a piece on her, on her grandfather, she jumped at it. It was the cover of Ami Magazine, because Rechi right. Frankfurter, Rabbi Frankfurter grew up hearing about it. Any Hasidim, Hasidim all know about him. If you go to Eretz Yisrael, you go to Shikut Satmer, on the shul in Menebrak, the big shul, it says... Donated by Gesselberger. Not because he wanted. The Rebbe made him put up the, the name on the building. He forced him. He said, to us, the minute, and you have to put it up. Otherwise, you won't find his name on things. He did not want his name on things. But in, in Shikut Satmar, you'll find his name. He also negotiated that thing. That was a big thing with the mayor of B'nai Brak. 
Getzel was involved with that also. Rabbi Getzel, he was the one who built Chicken Samer. He built all over Eretz Israel. He built all over America. He built all over England. He built. The, he bought the schools that the, the, the yeshivas are in. Uh, it's 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 a never ending thing, and he would come with his checkbook to the rebbe, and, and and you know he said to the rebbe would ask him for checks, and he would say, well, let me just give you the checkbook, write the checks yourself, and the rebbe would say, no, I want you to come, I want you to write the checks, I'll get more money that way. <laughs> and, and and once the rebbe was talking about what Getzel did, and he said, uh, oh, this is the this is the building that Getzel paid for, but this is the building that I built. The rebbe said, wow. Okay. That was the relationship, you know. If you remember, I start the book. I, I end off the book with the Rebbe standing, and he's looking. It's Moitzi Yomtiv, right? And he's standing with out him. at his window with him. And I and I just picture this scene. It's a right. poignant scene. It's so poignant. And standing next to him is one man. Out of all those thousands, the one is one man standing next to him. Rebbe Getzel looking out the window together with the Rebbe. To me, it's like that's such a beautiful scene. I wish I had a painting of that scene. Unbelievable. Whole thing is unbelievable. Book is called Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And uh, as you heard Rabbi Seltzer describe, and as I mentioned earlier, really the right-hand man, um, uh, if you will, of the Satmar Rebbe. Uh, but that's just one. It's just one. It's significant, Rabbi Seltzer, and you, I, you know I agree that it's significant. But when you read the whole book, it's just one piece to this unbelievable uh, life that he put together. And that's why they didn't put it on the cover, right. by the way. Exactly, because it, it, like it, it's sort of like it's a great seller for the cover, but it, it wouldn't be fair because it's not just that. It's not just that that, right. was, that was not his only tafkid in his legacy. There were so many other things that he did uh, for so many Hasidic groups, so many Jewish groups, and for d- different communities around the world, whether it's Israel and getting England. everyone out of jail in Romania. Right, we're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds to get. For the Skelena Rebbe to get Yidin out out of jail in in Romania, and the and strategies, the strategies that were necessary, and the 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 the, the um the sharp the, the the sharp knowledge that he needed in order to get it done. On the diplomatic front, you should know. That's why I tell you. People ask me a lot of times, why do you why do you write books about people who are alive? And I'll tell you, I got to tell you, it's a thousand times better to write books about people who are alive. I was able to interview a guest, so I could get the real story. Right. Each of those stories, how he got Harry to, to go to Askin from England, to go to the United Nations, to get an appointment with the, the, with the United was, Nations, to go to Romania. That's, that, that is such a 1950s story. It would never happen today. That would never happen. Never happen today. <laughs> but if I could talk to a guest, so I could hear the real story. Right. And what about his, what about the Pachad story with his daughter, when when she was uh, begging him to get her back home, and all the children were evacuated from London? You read about Rebetzin Grunfeld, right? You read about that Judith sure. Grunfeld and sending sure. all the kids out to Shefford. Well, yeah. that's 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 that time, yeah. and she's in the and she's a chip off the old block. She's finally got telephone in a time when no one has telephones. Right? She's calling <laughs> her father, and she's saying, "Get, get me out of here!" And then her brother comes and like escapes with her from yeah. the village. And it's crazy. It's like it's mamish people who didn't do things like everyone else. But it sort of reminds me, there's a spiritual level to that as well. It sort of reminds me, you know, you show your hishtadlis, you show that you're ready to do what's right, what you think is best for your child, for your family, etc. And, and God's going to push you along the rest of the way. That's what's, it, that's how I felt when I read that. Yeah, yeah. When you're Moshe Nefesh Barakadosh Baruch Hu, and you're not willing to bend any corners, and you'll do everything you can, and you and you come, and you're you are so determined to be a Hasidic Shayyid, even in the time when there aren't any Hasidic Shayyidin. You're determined to remain a Hasid in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a time when no one's Hasidim. No one, no one, they look at you funny, they make fun of you. And you're like, 
I don't care. I'm an Avram Avinu. Yeah. Seemed he was afraid of afraid literally of nobody. And look at all the people he encountered in that era. Was afraid of nobody except the one above. Simple as that. Anyway, Rabbi Seltzer, always a delight. Good luck with the book. I assume the reaction so far has been very positive. Of course. The Getzel. What do you mean? The legendary of Getzel. How could it not? Baruch Hashem. It, look, in England, it's definitely flying. Oh, yeah. This is, he's, their, he's their man. But I, I think in America also, the Chesel Chassidus community, they, this is something that's mamish for them, and uh, even for anyone else. But yeah. for sure, for the Chassidus community, this is something that everyone should be reading in all the schools. It should be something that all the libraries should have, and every they should be doing book reports on Rav Getzel, because Rav Getzel was really one of the builders of, of Yiddishkeit post-war. Yeah. This is a, a, a story for everyone. It's not just a story for Satmar. Yeah, I mean, it's it, a story for. And I would add it's a story for everybody because if we can get our kids and 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 we as adults to read books like these and then question ourselves: Are we doing what we should be doing? Are we spending our money the way we're spending our money? Are we doing Chesed the way we should be doing Chesed? Everyone on their own level. Not everybody has to be gets on and do things in the millions and hundreds of millions. But uh, everybody on their own level could certainly learn from this and. Uh, and, and see how to act and what to implement in order to help people out there in our community. That's for sure. Yep. All right, Seltzer, I thank you so much for joining us, as usual, and uh, Mazal Tov on the brand-new book. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's uh, really, Baruch Hashem. I, I, I missed I missed being on the show when Rabbi Grossman, you had Rabbi Grossman instead of me, which I can understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you for having Rabbi Grossman. If you could have Rabbi Grossman, why would you have me? I get it. But, uh, you know. Nevertheless, I did feel the lack of not being on the show. <laughs> it was a ratings grabber, Rabbi Seltzer. I'll tell you that much. It was a ratings hey, listen, grabber. I, it is what it is. It is what it is. We got. I can't compete with that glowing face and that long white beard. I can't compete with it. I don't have that. I just pun him yet. You know, maybe one day. But uh, I can completely understand why Rabbi Grossman is on the show. I get it. By the way, I, I, I mean, I can only imagine how many times you spent time with him in Migdalar. I mean, countless times, right? I would assume if you were writing. A well, book. actually, we spoke on the phone a lot more uh, than in person because re- he, he would, you know, he drives from Migdalar to Tel Aviv to Shalim, and a lot of times when he was on the road, uh, being driven places, he would call me, and that's when I would interview him the, on the phone the reason, while he was going places. The reason I'm asking or, or 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 assuming that is because there is nothing, and I'm sure you saw this at least once. There is nothing like walking around Migdalaimik with him and seeing oh. and seeing the way people react to him. There's nothing like that. They kids, the kids idolize oh. him. They walk with him. They look up at him with these eyes like you are Mashiach. Yeah, no question about it. Amazing. It's unbelievable. They Whole look. I was amazing. with them in Amigdal Amik, and it took us around. My wife said it was like getting a tour of the White House from the president. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Good comparison, but even more special, frankly. <laughs> All right, well, myself, especially sir. with today's president, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Stay well and continued success. Thank you, Nachum. Bimatzliach. Thank you so much. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, the book is called Reb Getzel, The Dramatic Life of Reb Getzel Berger, Builder of an Empire of Chesed. And uh, I am highly recommending it. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. When you use promo code radio, you get a nice discount and free shipping on no matter what you buy. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer's brand new book is called Reb Getzel. And you are listening to JM in the AM.
Michal Przanski, Yisrael Shalom, Leviathan before that here at JM in the AM. Monday morning on the 2nd of August, the 24th day in the month of Marcheshvan. Mar- 24th day in the month of Menachemav. Yeah, I knew it started with a mem. 63 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 83. 92 in Yerushalayim, 56 up in Guilford, New York, where it's day one of color war for our friends at Camp Missouri. 63 here in New York City as we say good morning here at JM in the AM. It's interesting how so many people think I live on coffee. If you ask them why, they'll tell you it's because of the uh, last 38 years I've been starting my day at about uh, 4 or 5 in the morning. Yet despite those hours and schedule, the truth is, uh, truth is I'm not big on coffee because the last thing I have time for in the morning is dealing with everything needed to get a cup of fresh brewed coffee. Plus, I've never really developed a taste for instant coffee. Of course, if I was starting today... Things would be different thanks to Gaia Brew Bags. Simply put, Gaia's brew in a bag is like a tea bag, except with it, it's filled with coffee lover classic coffee. So all you do is drop a Gaia Brew Bag in 8 to 10 ounces of hot water, let it steep for about 5 or so minutes, and you're ready to enjoy a cup of Gaia's world-class small batch roasted coffee so fresh and amazing people insist it's brewed and not bagged. Uh, Gaia, by the way, has a website, GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com. Comes in uh, regular brew bags and decaf, available at your favorite kosher supermarket, or go to the website, GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A, Coffee.com. Check it out. Give it a try. You'll discover what I've discovered, that there is such a thing as uh, fresh brewed coffee in a coffee bag, which is pretty amazing, frankly. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. And a big thank you to uh, Seth Levitt for all of his advice regarding hard salami. Uh, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. And we did slice up the A&H dried salami over the weekend, and it was absolutely delicious. It's summer, and there's something about the season and the warm weather that gives us hope. Just as we thought we're getting back to our lives once again, we began to hear about the rise of the COVID Delta variant. So I know some of us are feeling the stressful effects of dealing with the pandemic. Maybe you lost someone and are still grieving, or maybe you're feeling stressed or anxious as you try to figure out how to move forward. And if we're anxious, our kids feel that too. We've worked with OHEL Children's Home and Family Services for many years now. OHEL knows how to help our children and our community with sensitivity and with expertise. OHEL's specialty is working with issues of anxiety and building resilience. If you need help, I encourage you to call OHEL 1-800-603-OHEL. That's 1-800-603-OHEL, and we salute them for the great work they're doing as this pandemic continues. For how long? Who knows? Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. If you don't receive our de- our weekly newsletter or our daily thread, make sure to write to Avrami. Let him know you want to receive it. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Let Avrami know that you want to receive the brand new, well, not brand new, but the newsletter and the uh, relatively new daily thread. Monday morning, JM in the AM.
jam in the AM. Nishama, that comes from uh, Simcha Liner. Before that, Kulam, that was Yehuda Green. Michal Brzezinski, the Ayusrael Shalom. You're listening to a JM in the AM Monday morning broadcast. I want to thank you by Nachman Seltzer. Check out the brand new book. It's called Reb Getzel. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Again, artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. And when you do, you get your nice discount. You get your free shipping. All because you used promo code radio at artscroll.com. How great is that? Very great, frankly. Uh, so thank you to Rabbi Seltzer for joining us. And check out the brand new book. Um, tonight, it's the NYPD against Hatsala in what has become a somewhat annual tradition. I don't know if they kept it up last year during COVID. I doubt it. Oh, maybe they did. I don't remember. Anyway, the bottom line is it's free baseball tonight at Maimonides Park. Free baseball tonight at Maimonides Park. It is um, the NYPD versus Hatsala. Again, there is no admission fee. I think you do have to get tickets. Uh, and apparently there are a bunch of stores in the area, in the Brooklyn area, that are actually um, providing tickets. What happened to my... I don't know what happened to my announcement. I had it here a few minutes. Oh, here it is. Monday, August the 2nd. Surf Avenue, Maimonides Park, honoring retired Deputy Chief Charles Scholl. It's the Hatsala versus the NYPD free night out, a community baseball game. See you there tonight, everybody. Maimonides Park, first pitch is at 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. is uh, the first pitch tonight for that free baseball game. Very much looking forward to it as usual. Who will win? That I don't know. That I can't predict. I don't know who the odds are in favor of tonight. But we will uh, wish good luck to both teams. We care a lot about both teams, the NYPD and Hutzala. We care very much about both teams. Uh, don't forget to get your resumes in if you're looking for a job. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Again, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything in the for-profit, excuse me, anything in the not-for-profit professional Jewish realm, we will pass on to our friends at the Joel Pohl Group. Otherwise, we will uh, try our best to match you, whoever it is that sends in their resume, up with a uh, with an appropriate employer. That's our goal. That's why we have the whole service. Resume, get us the resume, and we will try our best. I know a lot of people are looking for work. Call a vote to those who actually are looking for work. And we'll see if we can recommend anything to you when we see the resume. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume, R-E-S-U-M-E at NahumSiegel.com. Achim Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, the beloved NSN app. 
wraps up a great Monday here at JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow. We'll keep a close eye on the Israel versus Dominican Republic game. Hopefully Israel can advance in baseball at the Summer Olympics in Japan. Meanwhile, have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.